Testing, testing. This is Sam from the car, just seeing how bad or good this is in terms of whether or not uh, I'm going to record any of the podcast this way, because I'm running around all over the place, and I don't really have time to come home. Uh, but, you know, right now, I'm kind of stopped in the car, so how's this sound? And I'll uh, keep going until I'm at highway speed again, just to test that. And then I'll listen to all this when it's quiet. Um, although I didn't bring my headphones, which is a shame, but I can play it over the car speakers, I guess. Right now, we are waiting on US-2, heading west. Uh, there's a big line of cars in front of me. Presumably, there's a stoplight up there or somewhere. Yeah, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Do I want to keep you on here until I'm at high speed or stop and start again when I'm at a decent speed? What do you think? Oh, I'm starting to move again. Let's see. Let's see if we get up to highway speeds or just fall forward a little bit and stop again. Okay, how's that background noise doing for you? Can you hear that? Is it yummy? Is it? Okay, I'm not getting up to highway speeds. I got up to like 25 miles an hour. <laughs> it's slowed down. Okay, we've got another red light cycle to go through before we get past this. And then I think after that we'll get to highway speeds. la di da di da di da di da di da la di da di da bum 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 you know may, maybe this will be a cold open should this be a cold open maybe it should be Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, October 30th, 2021. I'm Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is not here. I am sitting in my car between things I'm doing for my wife's campaign. So I'm kind of just making sure this is in to get this podcast's foothold in the right week because the recording of it is probably going to stretch into Sunday Oops. Um, but, uh, look, here's the plan. Uh, here's what happened. Um, Yvonne's all caught up in his first week at the new job and is kind of wiped from all that. So he couldn't make it. And as soon as I mentioned that, of course, my 12 year old son, Alex jumped in and said, okay, well, that means I can do it. Right. Um, and I said, eh, maybe we'll see. Uh, but then, you know, Thursday I was doing campaign stuff and then then stuff with Alex in the evening and Friday I was doing campaign stuff then stuff with Alex in the evening and then I was going to record a little bit of a podcast with him I was going to record a podcast with him Friday night but it didn't happen we did other things he does a project he's trying to finish up before Halloween and then I was going to record a little intro Saturday morning before I left home to do campaign stuff and that didn't happen and so I'm recording this in between things. The agenda for the show, though, uh, is that I will be doing some stuff with Alex. 
I'm not sure exactly when I'll get it in, probably sometime uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, but uh, he has some thing. He wants to talk a little bit about Halloween and the history of Halloween. He wants to talk about uh, the project that he's trying to do. Well, the it's a project he was trying to do before Halloween. It's not quite done. It's not going to be done quite by Halloween, but we made some significant progress. He made some significant progress and he wants to talk about that a little bit. And, uh, th there was other stuff. I don't know. Alex has a few things and look, I will throw in some real stuff too. I will be talking a little bit about the reconciliation slash infrastructure negotiations and where they are right now. Um, and maybe some other general politicky kind of stuff. So you'll get some of that too. But as I always say, when I have my 12 year old co-hosting, this might not be for everybody. So if it's not, I understand. Tune in again next week. We'll do a more normal show. Uh, but I will, you know, we'll, we'll hit a few things. So we'll hit the politics. I'll probably do that first. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Look, I am running all over Snohomish County. I'm putting up signs. I mean, it's last minute. There are already tons and tons of signs up, but we're going, you know, I, I, I'm putting up more signs right up until election day just to get more out there, get the visibility, blah, blah, blah. What I just finished was doing a sign waving for an hour and a half in Lake Stevens where myself, my wife, and a whole bunch of her biggest supporters were sitting out there waving big signs around at the cars coming through an intersection near a shopping center, um, you know, w with lots of traffic going by in all directions. Uh, you know, so I've, I've just been, I I've, I've been doing lots of that kind of stuff. I have taken off, uh, the, you know, most of the last two weeks I've been taking half days at work and, uh, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, yeah, the Friday that just passed and Monday, Tuesday coming up before election day, I'm taking off completely, uh, just to run around doing this kind of stuff. So that's why like just squeezing in the podcast thing, um, hasn't happened. I mean, and if Yvonne had been able to do it Thursday or Friday night, I would have, I would have fit that in, but because I want, because it, he wasn't, I filled that time with other things. Um, so anyway, I, anyway, the podcast is coming. This is the podcast for this week because I'm starting it on the Saturday of a Sunday, the Saturday week, even if the recording tails over into Sunday a little bit. And yeah, nobody else but me cares about that, but I care. So anyway, we'll take a break and we will be back right after this with more show stuff. Hi, my name is Brandy Donaghy and I'm running for Snohomish County Council in District 5. Our county is made up of many vibrant communities and I will work to ensure that everyone is as strong and self-sufficient as it can be. For more information or to get involved, visit my website at brandyforcouncil.com. Remember, ballots are due by November 2nd. I'm Brandy Donaghy, Democrat for Snohomish County, and I'm asking for your vote. Paid for by Friends of Brandy Donaghy. Okay, and I am back. It's still just me at the moment. I am back in my home office, so it hopefully will sound a bit better than it did in my car. Um, and uh, it's time for the serious stuff part of the podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, my son will be joining me later on. Uh, to do a little bit of fun stuff. Um, so serious stuff, I'm going to try to limit to about 30 minutes. And here are the 
rough things I want to talk about. I see since that last little intro, I figured out what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Uh, but we're going to try to do a series of quick hits on this. Uh, one, I'm going to talk a little bit about Brandy's race since I mentioned that I was out and about doing campaign stuff. Uh, second, on last week's show, we asked for our lawyer friend Greg to chime in on something and he gave us a response. So I'm going to relay that back to the audience. Uh, then a little bit more on January 6th and what was being cooked up in the war room. Uh, we talked about this on last week's show and I just wanted to follow up a little bit on that. Um, then infrastructure and Virginia. That's, that's the serious stuff. And then, uh, then, and then we'll do fun stuff with Alex later. So first of all, uh, Brandy's race for, Snohomish County Council. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times here before. We're now just a few days before the election. I talked, I, I said in the last little bit that I was in between events. We were out sign waving. I was putting out a bunch of signs. Sort of my little contribution has been mostly signs. I've been running around dropping signs all over her district, uh, which is basically the southeastern section of Snohomish County. Um, and yeah, I mean, but that's not all that's been going on, right? I mean, uh, she's been having events. Uh, she's been doing online stuff. Uh, there are people phone banking. There are people out uh, doorbelling. Um, there's uh, mailers. There's people text banking. All this kind of stuff. And so, you know, I I've said before, we, we kind of know this is an uphill race. Um, uh, running against an incumbent, uh, has a natural incumbency advantage in, in that's true in all races up and down the spectrum, but especially in local races, you know, I've said before, like to a large degree it is, well, you know, with things being so polarized now, I've changed a little bit. It used to be that, you know, for Local races and other things like that, where most people are low information voters and don't really know what's going on, don't know what the issues are, don't know any of that kind of stuff. They, it, it, it becomes, you know, the default is if I haven't heard anything bad about the incumbent, then they're probably okay. Go ahead and give them a chance to continue. Um, and you know, and, and and that works a lot of the time. Um, I think now it's all about the polarization and partisanship. I mean, you know, so many people at this point are just like, it's the R or the D behind the name. Like nothing else matters. And I fully admit, like, I am pretty much in that category now. And I didn't used to be. But... Uh, uh, and, and so I think in terms of my, my wife's race, uh, uh, you know, it's going to end up coming down to that kind of thing, I think, um, you know, and do the national things about, um, you know, Democrats sort of feeling less enthusiastic right now. Uh, does that end up affecting things? I don't know. And I don't even know. And like, what's the real demographic makeup of her, not, not demographic, but what's the real partisan makeup of her, uh, district? I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, how many swayable voters are there? I don't know. There's no polling. There's no nothing in these local races. So it's really hard to have any gauge of how things are going. Like, you know, at this, I've been paying attention to signs. At this point, we've got a a, a lot of signs out. Um, I'd say, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Like if, you know, a, a, a few weeks back, I would have said the, the opponent definitely has more signs out. I'm thinking we're catching up. Like I've been putting out tons and tons of signs. And every time I see one of the opponent's signs that where ours isn't next to it, I plop one down right next to it. You know, I don't know. I, 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 but, you know, signs don't measure a damn thing. <laughs> Other than like, do you have somebody like me running around putting out signs? Uh, you know, they do for local races. Uh, visibility is important, like name recognition, having somebody, you know, like when you get to your ballot, you know, it's actually there. You also get things like, you know, when you we did that sign waving event. And, you know, how often do the people who are driving by honk in support, you know, versus give you the finger? You know, because both have happened when you go out and do that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, it seems like there were a lot of people honking in support there. While I was there today, there was one person who yelled out the window that I already voted for you, you know, um, and, uh, you know, so. And, you know, I, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, only a few days left. I'm 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 still going to be doing stuff right to the last minute. I mean, I know, I kind of know at this, but look, it's a, yeah, Washington state is all mail in. Um, a portion of the people who are going to vote have already voted. Uh, there are a few people who will be doing it in these last few days, but still, you know, a, a couple more sessions of sign waving, uh, uh, you know, a few dozen more signs spread out in certain places, you know, we'll keep trying right up to the end. And, um, then we'll find out how it went. Um, but win or lose, you know, the thing is, I, I know that um, Brandy has put like a lot into this uh, over however long this has been going on since she started this race. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've done pretty much everything we could do. I mean, as always, in hindsight, there are a few things you're like, yeah, you know, if we'd done that back a few months ago rather than now, or, you know, this choice could have been different. Yeah. There's always that kind of stuff, but I think, you know, there's, you know, the bottom line, I just want to say, um, I'm really proud of my wife. Uh, you know, Brandy Donaghy for Snohomish County council district five. Uh, she's, uh, she's been running a good race. And also, I mean, just to point out, neither her nor her opponent have done like sort of the, 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 you know, negative campaigning against the other. And there's certainly opportunity, right? Um, you know, uh, I'm sure my wife could rattle off a list of reasons why her opponent is bad. And uh, he could probably, you know, say some things to put her in a negative light as well. But uh, remarkably, neither one of them have. 
and and maybe frankly that maybe that's a strategic mistake maybe that would have worked but you know positive yeah it, it it's been nice and clean and so good <laughs> you know uh, uh yeah anyway it's uh, it, it's the home stretch uh i think we're all very tired um and uh we'll find out what we find out but uh yeah, I think uh, a lot of it, I, it is a question of how much campaigning can actually make a difference in these sort of polarized times. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can get out some of your folks to vote. Yeah, maybe you can convince some people on the margins. But a lot of it's just, you know, if you know how many Republicans you have and how many Democrats you have, you have your answer already. Um, and uh, yeah feel like there's something else I'm forgetting to say, but, um, oh, yeah. Okay. Finally, uh, if you want to see more about that, uh, her website is, um, brandy Uh, that's F O R spelled out. I think we have the alias with just a four as well pointing at it, but it's a cleaner experience. Brandy spelled out. Um, yeah, go check it out. Donate. There's still time. Donate. And if you happen to be in Snohomish County Council District 5 and have a ballot, please vote for Brandy Donaghy and uh, get your ballots in by November 2nd. Uh, okay, next. The legal questions that we gave last time. So, the specific question that came up was whether or not Steve Bannon would be entitled to a jury trial uh, for the contempt of Congress thing. Uh, Congress has referred the issue to the DOJ. DOJ has to decide whether or not to actually prosecute. Uh, it's been another week. Nothing has happened so far. DOJ is going to take their time and figure out what they want to do. So we'll see. But the question was, is he entitled, is he entitled to a jury trial? Uh, so, Greg gave us some more detail on this. So, his answer on our curmudgeon's corner slack. Frankly, I couldn't remember the cutoffs, and I sure as heck didn't know or remember, since I probably read it the last time around, what the USC said about contempt of Congress. But I have now looked it up. Cause of action would likely come from here unless there's a better place. Uh, and he linked to uh, 2 U.S. Code 192, refusal of witness to testify or produce papers. And quoting from there, shall be deemed guilty of a misdemeanor, punishable by a fine of not more than $1,000 nor less than $100, and imprisonment in a common jail for not less than one month nor more than 12 months. Okay. And then he continues. So that potential penalty makes this a class A misdemeanor. What I couldn't remember was the cutoff for a jury trial in federal court. I thought it was one year, but it's actually six months. It's possible that's only federal and state imprisonment may go to a year. So because this is a Class A misdemeanor with jail time of up to a year as a potential penalty, Bannon could demand a jury trial, or he could waive it and do a bench trial. 
uh, which I believe is what I'd said, uh, and and I didn't know the details or the cutoff or anything, but I just assumed that it was going to be Bannon's choice whether or not to have a jury trial or not. And I would assume he would want it, but you never know. Um, anyway, Greg continues, I doubt that he's too afraid of the fine. Uh, and then he also continues, I may be mistaken here, but on the other point of the small capital police force, when we were talking about inherent contempt and whether Congress could go that route, my guess is that if he refuses to surrender himself, he potentially becomes a fugitive and his detention could be turned over to U.S. marshals who have a much greater reach. And maybe he'd make a wrong move and Raylan Givens would just shoot him, uh, which is apparently a reference to The Fugitive, which, of course, completely went over my head. Okay, so that that's the update on Bannon. Um, so... He could indeed have a jury trial. And I think that's one of the things, it, it, what I'd mentioned there in the show is that one of the considerations in bringing a prosecution is, can you win? Um, and jury trials complicate that quite a bit because, you know, it only takes one juror to throw something out. And if you're you know, d depending on all kinds of things, do you really feel like you can get 12 jurors to be completely impartial here? Or are you going to get at least some jurors, despite the best efforts of both the prosecution and defense, uh, who really are just ready to go up or down based on partisan concerns? Um, you know, of course the defense would love to have like one or two Trumpies on board, uh, that would just acquit no matter what, because this is just a witch hunt, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the prosecution would like to avoid those. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Can, can you actually find people who, I guess you can, but the problem, just like with all these jury stuff like finding the true finding people who really have no idea and no opinion is really just digging to find like people who are clueless <laughs> you know like people who have not been paying any attention at all to anything and i don't know i'm not sure those are the right people you want anyway i don't know the whole the whole way juries work is like i don't know <sighs> Anyway, I, I've, I've sort of said before, like, maybe we could just do larger juries, but completely eliminate that voir dire process. Like, it's just pure random. You know, maybe don't don't require unanimous, require a certain percentage, and don't, and, 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 and make it a larger group, and, but make it pure random. Like, if, if you get called, you're in, period. End of story. No objections, no whatever. It's the defendant's brother, too fucking bad. You know, <laughs> you just continue. Uh, and uh, with, you know, maybe healthically unable to serve or something. I, I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> next. January 6th. Uh, we talked on last week's show about... Uh, yeah, I, part of the conclusion was we, we, there was a part of the discussion where we were talking about, well, what do you think these guys were really doing? And we, we, we said the people planning this probably just sort of got in over their heads in that 
you know, they were using sort of incendiary language and, you know, wanted to rile up the crowd, but didn't necessarily want them to actually do things like, let's go kill Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence. (laughs) You know, didn't want necessarily to be taking over the Capitol in that way. Didn't want, like, weren't planning an actual violent coup. Okay. Um, but I want to be careful. There's more that's come out in the last week, but we already had a lot of this picture. I think, you know, the, the, with the, the, the Eastman memo, um, and, uh, Trump's requests, uh, you know, the interaction between the justice department and Trump in the last few weeks before this, um, and all kinds of other things. And basically that's, Maybe they weren't looking for, you know, a kill a bunch of people in the Capitol and take over the government that way kind of thing and 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 overturn the election that way, I should say. Maybe they weren't looking for a let's go take over the Capitol and violently kill a bunch of people, but they were pushing super, super hard on Mike Pence to execute the plan where he rejects some of the electoral votes and throws the election into the house. And then the Republicans having the majority of the states elect Trump. That was the plan. That was the Eastman plan. And it looks more and more like significant portion of sort of Trump's inner circle. were really counting on that plan. And Mike Pence threw a wrench into it by saying no. The Justice Department lawyers at various levels, there were more than one, the various Justice Department people who refused to go along with pressuring some of the states on holding off certification and such threw a wrench into that as well. But specifically, the Mike Pence thing, they want Pence to seriously go in there and when it came time to count the votes say, oh, sorry, too many questions about Georgia, can't count those, too many questions about Michigan, can't count those, etc., until there was enough excluded that nobody had 270 electoral votes. Um, And, you know, I, I guess, thank goodness for Dan Quayle, I mean, the story is that Mike Pence was seriously considering this and called up a bunch of people, including Dan Quayle. And Dan Quayle was like, no, no, stop. You cannot do this. This is not, this is not okay. You do not have that power, et cetera. But if he had actually tried it, it would have thrown everything into chaos. So I think a a couple days before January 6th, Mike Pence had made clear that he was not participating in this. He's like, I cannot do this. It is not within the legitimate power of the vice president. This is not happening. And so I think what it's looking like is what the war room absolutely did want to do is exert maximal pressure on Mike Pence. They wanted him to change his mind. They wanted to, they wanted to disrupt the count and and at least delay it, you know? And so did they want 
did the planner like we know that Giuliani was there and Bannon was there and Trump was probably talking to him on the phone or something. We don't know that detail yet. Um, and there were a bunch of these folks sitting and planning for the events of January 6th. And, and this is beyond the rally, right? Like Mike Pence in your contacts. Who do you want to send it to? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't have Mike Pence in my contacts, Siri. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, they, it's different than the rally, right? The rally completely first amendment protected, you know, yeah, have your rally yell about whatever you're going to yell about, whatever. And, uh, and there appears to be evidence that, well, not just evidence. I mean, it's clear lot, lots of people in the administration and in Congress were involved in planning that rally. Many of them spoke at it, right? Donald Trump spoke at it. There's no question about participation in the rally. The question is about the incitement to do more than that. And what was their plans there? Um, and like I said, I, I don't think any of them were explicitly thinking, hey, let's go kill a bunch of Congress people. If evidence comes out that anybody involved in this was doing that, uh, things become a much, a much more serious picture. Things become much more serious, right? And look, there, there might be some of the, you know, various militia groups who are sort of surrounding this that were thinking that, and that, that's serious too. But I'm talking about if the main planners, like if, you know, if sitting in that room, uh, at the hotel across the street, with Trump's inner circle, the war room, they actually said, yeah, the plan is to kill Mike Pence. If anybody actually said that, that changes everything. But I don't think that was it. I think their plan was to get, I think they did plan to at least surround the Capitol and intimidate all the people inside. I don't know if they planned to breach the Capitol. I think that's something we have to see. But they they wanted to be disruptive enough to stop the proceedings or at least delay the proceedings. And that that's frankly enough. That's, that's bad enough. Um, and I, I do think it probably got out of hand, um, you know, and went further than they thought it would in terms of sort of in, in terms of some of the violence that happened, uh, you know, the, the, the beating up cops and all this kind of stuff. Um, but once again, Mike Pence and Pelosi and those folks uh, stuck it through. Like one of the things, that, and I f- I'm going to forget the name of which congressperson. I, I saw one congressperson being interviewed uh, in the last few days sometime who was like, look, they had buses lined up to evacuate us and get us out of the area entirely. Um, and I was telling everybody, don't go, don't go. Because this will be so much worse if we go. If we leave here, we might not come back in a timely fashion, right? You know, uh, or we might not come back at all because this is how coups succeed, right? Like if, if the, if the lawmakers and the president or whoever leave the Capitol, then that's when the coup plotters, uh, succeed. I mean, we saw something like it in Afghanistan just a little while ago. Uh, and I'm not sure it's quite that dramatic. Like they could have 
gone on the bus and brought him back after they cleared out the Capitol and probably would have. But I think Pence made a very important decision uh, along with the congressional leadership that day. Um, so Schumer and Pelosi and all of those folks, which is they're not leaving the area. And as soon as it's safe, they're going back and they're continuing. And they are immediately going to get it done. No, like, we're going to wait till next week. No, we're going to wait a few days. No, nothing. We are going right back in there as soon as it is safe and finishing this thing. Um, and I, I, I don't know how many of you remember when they first came in, Mike Pence gave an incredibly moving speech uh, about how, you know, we're going to do this. Democracy has won. We're, we're, we're going to do what we need to do. Um, and then a whole bunch of other, you know, Republicans gave, uh, you know, significant speeches on that. I mean, Lindsey Graham, uh, Mitt Romney, um, all kinds of folks on that day or so, um, just as mad as the Democrats, just as vocal about how bad this was. Um, and, uh, yeah, of course that faded, but um, I, I think that that was important that they continued that same day. Um, but uh, anyway, I think the we have a lot to learn yet, but I, I, I will be very surprised if the evidence turns up that people in Trump's inner circle were specifically planning an actual violent um what do i call it a self-coup or whatever it's uh yeah because you're keeping him in power rather than bringing somebody new in um but if they were actually planning violence specifically uh but i think they were planning disruption okay just a few minutes left here a couple things to wrap up one infrastructure it's getting closer. You know, I'm, I'm now recording this, um, uh, late Saturday evening Pacific time. It's already Sunday UTC. It's already Sunday on the East coast. Um, it, yeah, there's a framework deal. The basically everybody in the house has said they're on board with the framework. Joe Biden says he's got 50 votes in the Senate for it. But Manchin and Cinema's statements on it have been wishy-washy. Apparently, there are going to be votes in the House, potentially by Tuesday, maybe. The Biden had hoped to sort of push a vote on the infrastructure bill before he left for Europe. That did not happen. Um, the progressive caucus in the House held on to the basically like, look, no, we we can't vote on the infrastructure without knowing the other one is definite. Knowing reconciliation, knowing reconciliation is definite. They are they need to stay linked. And 
the only question I have at this point, like they haven't blinked yet, but I, I think that's the only, they have to do that. Cause at this point, I completely understand. I don't have any trust myself in mansion and cinema that if you went ahead and passed the infrastructure bill, sent it to Biden's desk, cause it's already been passed in the Senate, um, that mansion and cinema wouldn't find some random bullshit thing to say, yeah, we agreed with the framework, but now that we see this specific thing, we can't go along with it anymore. Sorry. You know, it, it, it seems clear to me that mansion and cinema really could be absolutely fine. Not having the reconciliation go through at all. And so, yeah, like every time I hear, you know, something like, well, you know, if they promise, is that enough? If they, if, 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 can't you just trust the president? He says he's got their votes. Can't, isn't that good enough? I'm like, no, (laughs) no, you know, I, I, I want it actually like passed in the Senate. You know, I want, I want the reconciliation should be on Joe Biden's desk before they even think about passing the infrastructure one. I know they say at the same time, and there are a few ways they could manipulate parliamentary things to make it at the same time, quote unquote. But, you know, I I think the reconciliation has to go first. The, 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 the how the house folks should not even be entertaining anything, you know, not, you know, somebody gives a promise, not, no, 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 pass it, <laughs> pass it, in a, pass reconciliation in identical forms in both the House and Senate. And then as soon as that's done, okay, pass the infrastructure bill. It, it, because, uh, you know, we've been at, it looks like, you know, I, I, this has been framed a few times as, you know, progressives versus moderates and why are the progressives holding everything up blah 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 but it really looked like you know okay when when you started out with senator sanders and his six trillion dollar proposal and all of these are over 10 years as well like i said last week's show you you divide that by 10 it suddenly looks decently smaller and then when you compare it to other budget items it looks a lot more reasonable but anyway when you started out at senator sanders six trillion you probably only had like 10 senators on board for that or something i don't i don't know the exact number but it's it's nowhere near the 50 you need but by the time they'd come down to three and a half you basically had every democrat other than mansion and cinema you had 48 and that's why everybody's been so pissed at Mansion and Cinema, you know, because everybody else was on board at that point. Um, or at least if there are other names that had little concerns here and there, it didn't seem like they were real obstacles, they would do it. Um, but Mansion and Cinema have been playing this game for months now. And, they, and, you know, look, frankly, they've held firm. They've said from the beginning. Yeah, and they haven't given a lot of details of what they wanted, but Mansion in specific was like one and a half. One and a half. Not necessarily comfortable with anything over one and a half. It looks like they're ending up at 1.7 or so. Um, But yeah, make them actually pass the damn bill. No promises, no whatever. Because I just, I, 
I don't trust them. And maybe you have to, uh, maybe they need to like do some sort of save face and not do that and blah, blah, blah. And maybe if the right people promise, I don't know. I just, I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. I, I give them any last wiggle room. I could see if you give them the infrastructure then they're going to back out of the other. I just, I swear that's going to happen. Uh, and, and so you got to do it in another order. The, the finally though, on infrastructure, I did want to mention, um, you know, Yvonne keeps saying, you know, none of this policy stuff matters. Um, and also it's a long time until the election. So nothing that's happening now matters anyway. It'll all be washed away by the time we get to the election. I think there's a lot of truth in that. However, this is like the messiest garbage in the world these last few months. Like if you could have just gotten the relevant players, you know, Mansion and Cinema and Sanders and Jayapal and a, a handful of others in a freaking room together with Joe Biden to hash this stuff out in private a few year a few years, a few months back. And then come out with, hey, here's our $1.7 trillion proposal that we all agree on. Then first of all, you know, all kinds of people would be like, oh, $1.7 trillion, it, it's amazingly, it's, it's huge. It's, uh, I can't believe you're accomplishing all of these things that blah, blah, blah. But when you started the expectation higher and have been negotiating down the whole time, um, you know, it. it Pe some people started getting fixated on some things they're not going to get. Now, I saw someone point out, look, you criticized Obama for starting low and then negotiating lower. Well, this time they shot for the moon and negotiated lower, but probably ended up with something higher than they would have gotten otherwise. So, yeah, what are you going to do? I guess part of it is the you know, did you really have to do all this in public as opposed to doing it in the old smoke-filled room? Uh, and maybe you did. I, but it feels like you, you can you not shoot yourselves in the foot constantly in terms of messaging and everything else because it's so confusing? Um, the, the argument, of course, to do some of it in public is that I think the progressive hope was that there'd be enough public pressure on Mansion and Cinema to move them, to move them further, to, you know, and make them willing to do more. They haven't moved at all. They have not proven to be vulnerable to that kind of pressure. I mean, Mansion at most looks like he went from 1.5 to 1.7. Whoop de doo. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, I do also want to mention though, Jayapal, who's, uh, from Washington state, uh, from, you know, just South of where I am. So she's not our representative. Um, but, uh, uh, I think she's come out looking pretty good out of all of this. She's shown sort of the power of the progressive caucus that she heads. Um, she's been, you know, very visible in this 
And she's held the line. I mean, basically, she said up front, like, this is how it's got to work. And she's held that line all the way through uh, and kept her folks in line. And, uh, and you know, I think they're getting more of what they wanted because of this. And she's been prominent in the negotiations and on TV. And I think her profile is raised because of this. Um, you know, and you certainly, you know, in the, in the past, you've heard a lot more about, you know, the squad and AOC and these folks, like the, the newer, uh, folks there. And you heard a little bit less about Jayapal in the past, but, uh, she's been very prominent in this. So watch what happens there. Okay. One final thing, and I'm over my 30 minutes, I know, uh, which is Virginia's gubernatorial election. Um, the latest polls have it neck and neck. Uh, some even have uh, the Republican Youngkin ahead uh, of McAuliffe. Um, and so we'll see if the Democrats pull this off. Um, you know, it, it, it looked close a few months ago. Then, uh, then McAuliffe pulled ahead and it looked fairly secure again. And now it's tightened up again. A lot of it seems to be, you know, nonsense crap about you know critical race theory and scaring people about you know the 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 liberals are trying to control your education and all this kind of stuff um and 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 meanwhile McAuliffe is trying to tie Yunkin to Trump and <laughs> while Yunkin is being like Trump please stay away <laughs> you know um uh, I think it, if the Democrats lose this, I think it is a sign uh, that they've they've got to adjust a little bit. And some of it may just be timing with like all the infrastructure stuff I've talked about, all the Afghanistan stuff, all of the stuff. It's just been a a series of things that push Democratic approval down. Uh, you know, Joe Biden's approval is at, it's, it, it's been going down ever since inauguration, which is not an abnormal trend. You usually have that sort of honeymoon period and then head down, but, you know, looking, comparing, you know, he, if you look at net approval, he's lower than any other president at this time, other than Donald Trump since polling began, uh, that's not a great place to be in. I mean, and y yes, you have the polarization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different scenario, but um, he clearly would like to be somewhere else. The, uh, the other thing is, um, you know, I mentioned all the ugliness of the sausage making of, uh, of this build back better thing. Um, Donald Trump's lowest approval before the very end, his approval sort of dropped off after the January 6th thing. Uh, but uh, was when they were doing the same kind of negotiation about the tax bill. People just don't like this kind of stuff where it looks like your own party is infighting, trying to figure out stuff. And I don't know. It's just, um, you know, we got a long way to go till 2022 let alone 2024 um but uh people are pointing to virginia as a bellwether but virginia is one of these things where 
It's been solidly blue for a while now. Yeah, it used to be purple, and before that it was red, but it's been pretty blue for a while now. So if if the Republicans pull this off in Virginia, it's going to be demoralizing to Democrats. Uh, but maybe it'll wake some of them up, because uh, I think what we've seen, and, and people have talked about this specifically in the context of Virginia, but I think it's more widespread, you know, that... There's this huge sigh of relief after Donald Trump lost and after Joe Biden was inaugurated. And so many people, we've talked about this on the show ourselves, about how you don't have to think about politics every moment of every day anymore because you're not worried about what random shit is going to be fucked up by the president since five minutes ago when you last checked. And so a lot of people are tuning out and saying, oh, well, Donald Trump's gone. We have nothing to worry about anymore. I'll go back to my business, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of and I, my people, I mean, Democrats, a lot of Democrats are tuning out in that way. Um, and the problem with that is you get complacent, you don't bother voting, and guess what? The you're going to lose. <laughs> you still need to get your people out. You still need to take this stuff seriously. You still need to, you know, it would, and with all the Republicans are doing in terms of uh, voter suppression laws across the country, in terms of changing things for, um, you know, how you adjudicate elections after the count, you know, um, there's all kinds of nonsense going on. Uh, you get Republicans flexing their muscles everywhere they're already in power. Um, you've got them pushing, you know, the, sort of the big lie of the election. You've also got them pushing, you know, the, the, all, all getting people all riled up about, oh no, the schools are going to be teaching your kids about historical racism and that's bad because I guess we just want to pretend it doesn't exist or something, but you know, you're riling people up and you, and if the Democrats are all sort of leaning back saying, Oh, Trump's gone. Everything's good. Now everything's good. We don't have to worry about anything anymore. Well, guess what? The Republicans are riled up now because they're out at the moment. They're excited. They're ready to turn out. If the Democrats are relaxed, they're going to lose. So we'll see how Virginia goes. Only a couple days left on that. Uh, their election is at the same time as uh, my wife's election. And I think I mentioned when I was talking about my wife, that same sort of national complacency among Democrats uh, may be in effect uh, for her race, too, even at the local level. Uh, we shall see. Um, maybe everybody pulls it out. Maybe Virginia pulls it out. Maybe my wife, you know. Doesn't doesn't upset win. I hope so. Um, we'll see how it goes. And with that, let's take a break. And when I come back, uh, we're going to talk with Alex. Now, he had wanted to start his segment so that we would pass midnight here on the West Coast and it would officially begin Halloween while he was recording with me. Um, but he, he fell asleep. So we're probably going to have to do it in the morning or maybe even, you know, while trick or treaters are at our house 
later. I don't know exactly when we'll do it. We'll figure it out. Uh, but he wants to talk about the history of Halloween. He wants to talk about uh, this car project thing he's been working on. And he wants to do a, something about our skink, Mike. I, I don't know. Anyway, th- those are the three things he wants to talk about. So we, and maybe he'll think of something new by the time we actually record it. But for now, uh, here's another break. And when I come back, Alex will be with me. Back after this. My name is Brandy Donaghy, and I'm running for Snohomish County Council in District 5. I believe in crafting proactive policies because I know that it makes us more resilient. Being resilient means that when we're faced with adversity and knocked off balance, we need fewer resources and less time to recover, and that benefits everyone. For more information, visit brandyforcouncil.com. Remember, ballots are due by November 2nd. I'm Brandy Donaghy, Democrat for Snohomish County Council in District 5, and I'm asking for your vote. Paid for by friends of Brandy Donaghy. Are you ready to actually do this? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Are you actually ready? Yes. Ready means you're no longer looking at your computer, you're looking at me. I'm paying attention. You can start talking. That's why I can still smell dog poo. Dad! It's on my shoe. Um, I wish we were recording that. We are? Yes. We were equidistant to the microphone. Equidistant. 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 Okay. Equidistant. Are you ready? Are you ready to start? You can hear the plane. Okay. Okay, we I'm a plane, 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 I'm a plane. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Sit back. Okay. <laughs> Sit back. Moo. Moo. Fish go moo. <laughs> okay. Okay, we are back. It's about 22 hours after I recorded the last bit. And as I have been promising, my 12-year-old son Alex is with us. Hello, Alex. Moo. Not so close to the mic. (sighs) Anyway, you had three topics you wanted to talk about. And let's set our timer. No, not the timer. It's ticking. It's so annoying. Yeah, it is. I have to get another quiet one, don't I? Oh, looks like the podcast's done. Bye! Bye! Done already? No! Are you going to do this with me nicely or not? Which means not touching the microphone, not pulling on things, not, not... Getting super close to the microphone, unless we're both super close to the microphone, and do this the whole time like this. Okay, let's do that. Because this has, like, that radio sound properly. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Ready to start? Yes. Moo.
Okay, not that close. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Hello, this is Alex. Welcome to Comradians Corner. I hate this podcast unless I'm on it, which I am. Okay, we are back. It's about 22 hours after I recorded the last I already bit. said that. But I couldn't use it because you started interrupting and messing with things. So can we can we try again? Yes. <laughs> Starting. Because I'm waiting for you to be quiet and not look mischievous. I'm ready. Start talking. <laughs> Start talking. Okay, we are back. It's been about 22 hours since I recorded that last bit. And as promised, my 12-year-old son Alex is with me. Hello, Alex. Why are you wearing a Brandy shirt if you are daddy and not Brandy? This is an elect Brandy Donaghy shirt because I'm supporting her election effort, which I already talked about earlier in the podcast. So It looks like the TikTok didn't help. Well, I did record a TikTok for it. It's got like two views so far or something. Then it's... how come Whale got... And one of them was me. 500. Your views don't count. Oh. So anyway, well, I guess since you start, I mean, you, you mentioned three topics you want. Yes. The I his- said that. The history of Halloween. Yes. Um, your car project. Yes. And Let's Mike. Yes. Which is about our skink. Yes. But since you brought it up first, Mom's campaign, do you have any thoughts about this? I hate Mommy. Wait, Except what? Except when she gives me candy or does stuff when I demand her to. And, yeah. And when she actually does the stuff she promises to do, Amy doesn't do that either. Both evil. They're both evil. Are are we? Like, none of them. Um, you are. And so is Miley and Shatsky. Good at follow-through. Yes. So, before we move on to the history of Halloween, a- any any thoughts on Mom's campaign? Not on Mom. I already on, told well, you. No, you said... I hate her. You, no thoughts on her campaign. I hate that, too. Oh, why do you hate that? Um, Because Mommy didn't listen when we both... For telling her to fire all those people. And then she fired one of them, but it was too late. And now she's going to lose. Cricket, 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 cricket. Anyway, you wanted to talk about the history of... Anyway, you want Pizza. Mommy just told you the... We're in the middle. Let's finish. Wait, wait, but, but then the pizza will be cold. She'll keep it warm. Okay. But then it would go soft. So, you want to know about the history of Halloween? Yes. What about it? Everything. You are going to read the popular Loki of the day, but only when I ask you questions. Because I'm going to play the person who wants to know about the Halloween history. You're going to play the person who knows everything about the history. Well, can we start by just listening to the popular Loki? No. 
Because the popular wiki of the day that just came out no. two hours no. ago then you was about no, no, Halloween. No, no, no. I ask you your first question. When was the first ever Halloween and why? Uh, <laughs> let's listen to popular wiki of the day. Welcome to Popular Wiki of the Day, where we read the summary of a popular Wikipedia page every day. With 589,953 views on Sunday, October 31st, 2021, our article of the day is Halloween. Halloween or Halloween, a contraction of All Hallows' Evening, less commonly known as All Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, or All Saints' Eve, is a celebration observed in many countries on 31st of October, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows' Day. It begins the observance of All Hallowtide, the time in the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, hallows, martyrs, and all the departed. One theory holds that many Halloween traditions were influenced by Celtic harvest festivals, particularly the Gaelic festival Samhain, which are believed to have pagan roots. Some go further and suggest that Samhain may have been Christianized as All Hallows Day, along with its Eve, by the early church. Other academics believe Halloween began solely as a Christian holiday, being the vigil of All Hallows Day. Celebrated in Ireland and Scotland for centuries, Irish and Scottish migrants brought many Halloween customs to North America in the 19th century, and then through American influence, Halloween spread to other countries by the late 20th and early 21st century. Halloween activities include trick-or-treating, or the related guising and sewing, attending Halloween costume parties, carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns, lighting bonfires, apple-bobbing, divination games, playing pranks, visiting haunted attractions, telling scary stories, as well as watching horror films. For some people, the Christian religious observances of All Hallows' Eve, including attending church services and lighting candles on the graves of the dead, remain popular, although for others it is a secular celebration. Some Christians historically abstained from meat on All Hallows' Eve, a tradition reflected in the eating of certain vegetarian foods on this vigil day, including apples, potato pancakes, and soul cakes. This recording reflects the Wikipedia text as of 2.56 UTC on Monday, November 1, 2021. For the full current version of the article, search Wikipedia for Halloween. This podcast is produced by Apple Smay Productions based on Wikipedia content and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike license. Visit wikioftheday.com for our archives, sister podcasts, and swag. Please subscribe to never miss an episode. You can also follow WOTDPod on Twitter. Apple Smay Productions produces the current events podcast Curmudgeon's Corner as well. Check it out in your podcast player of choice. This has been Joanna Standard. Thank you for listening to Popular Wiki of the Day. Okay, so so that was the popular So that was the Popular Wiki of the Day summary from Wikipedia. So but you wanted to know specifically when the first one was. Um centuries ago, got it. Yes, centuries Bye. ago. It looks like the 4th 4th century. Um in Rome was like one of the first. Uh, okay. It, it, so the exact so, fourth century. Well, it it says, um, the exact year four hundred. Yeah, it's it, okay. It, next no, no, question. Well, not, not, not quite exact. Next it, question. It, it, yes, next question. You, and why? Um. You don't so, care about why anymore. Yes. Next question. Yes. What did Alex's pumpkin look like this year?
A dead person. Oh, what shape were the eyes? Axes. What shape was the mouth? An, uh, a circle, because it was screaming. What shape was the nose? It had no nose. Was it intelligent? Yes. How did you remember that one? Because you showed me its brains. How did you remember? Remember what? <laughs> its brains when I showed you. Good job. Okay, next question. What was the name? This is a Halloween question, right? Yes. What was the name of... Don't look at my screen. What was the name of the Halloween video we did on Halloween for 2016? For 2016? Yes. What was it called? Halloween special. No. Trick or treat. No. Choo-choo treat. Trick 367. Or trick or treating. You didn't add the 367 anyway. So even if you said which trick was, or treating, it would be wrong. Which was recorded on Halloween night 2016 and published September 25th, 2021. Yes. <clears throat> right on time. We are so timely with these things. Yes. Or his this is my last question about history of Halloween. Okay, so next up is... Alex's car project. It's awesome. Dad, tell them about the amazing thing we were able to do. And I want my pizza now. Let's Can we save this segment until after we eat? Yes, let's pause. Okay, let's go. Halloween, Halloween. Subscribe to Alex and Mozilla. Halloween, 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 Halloween. And subscribe to A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A. Because that spells Alex and Mozilla. Halloween. Halloween. Ep3 something something something. Is Halloween. So watch that video. To find out what we did on Halloween 2016 while I do the salt shaker challenge to dad. No, 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 no! Halloween.com. Are you gonna buy that.com too? No, I was gonna add the to the end of you spelling Alex Emsla. But, but. But not, but, <laughs> but, better let me spell Alex Emsla again. Okay. A L E Z X V H 2 1 A. Dot com. Yes. I messed that up. Because I talked over you. Anyway, is that it? Yes, that's it. Include the, is that it too? In the official in, break. In, in the break? This is still... Yes, this is still the official break. Even the moo. Do, do, do. Moo. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Stop recording quickly. This is all included. Do, do, do. Included. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Okay, last thing. One. Two. Two. Do. Three. 
do, 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 do. Okay, stop it. Do, do, do. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Back off just a little bit from the mic. Why? Okay. Because you're... <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, uh, sit properly, sit still. Sit properly, ow! Sit properly, sit still. <laughs> sit properly... Sit properly, sit still. Sit properly, sit still. Stop. Dude, dude. We can get through this pretty quickly and then get onto yes. your bath. Okay. Yes. Then you'll read the story already, of Dr. Yeah. Miss Peps to me. Dur- and then melatonin. Yes. And then McDonald's Coke. Yes. And then... What exactly does it suck? The it's goodness. So it's sucking on its goodness, so its goodness is all but gone. Okay. Let's wait. Let's no. do this. It's but all gone. Okay. Let's Blah. What's making that noise? Your phone. Okay. Twitter, waiter, waiter. Twitter, waiter, waiter. Twitter, waiter, waiter. Twitter, waiter, waiter. Ready. Now. Okay, be, be, wait. Before I say the cool thing that happened. The cool thing. Yeah, yeah. What? what cool thing. Tell, Okay, okay. Before I talk about that, what was what's the whole project? What are you trying to accomplish in the first place? Making a car from a plasma one plasma car imitation. So, but that's already a car, right? What are you trying to make it do that it doesn't do already? Drive. Oh, well, it kind of drives. For those who don't know, a plasma car is this kind of kids scooter thingy bop you sit on it and you wiggle the steering wheel and it goes forward yes and so you're trying to what add an engine add an engine yes i'm trying to add a motor so that it will go forward under power yes that that's your ultimate goal yes and what have you done to attempt that so far before we get to the Mm. new cool thing so first thing i tried was a fan Mm-hmm. And uh, we discovered a drill might be better than the fan. So wait, what were you trying to do with the fan? Use it as a motor. Like a propeller? Well, like- actually, the first idea was to put a fan on the back and see if we would make it go. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Then we tried buying a heavy-duty fan. And I stuck my finger in it. Yes. And then... Then we decided the fan was too dangerous, and we switched to the drill. Okay. Now, what were you going to do with the drill? 
we were going to attach it to the underneath of the car with a big wheel on it so it would spin. So the idea was you could make the drill go and there'd be a big wheel attached and it would push the car forward. Yes. And you were going to somehow attach this drill to the car and then squeeze the trigger while you were sitting on it driving? No, that was the problem. Okay. So first I bought a solar-powered robot. It's too complicated. What was the solar-powered robot going to do? Pull the trigger for me. Oh, okay. But that didn't work because I decided it was too complicated. Now, the solar-powered robot, to be fair, like it, it, it said on the package it was like for kids 8 to 12 or something like that. Yeah. But like it had so many small pieces and the instructions were so complicated like, I was confused the moment it came out of the box. Like, and not that it would have been strong enough to do what you were trying to do anyway, wait, but, wait, like, what? it was not a good toy for... But we were only doing that because the drill was wet. We only actually worked on it because the drill was wet. And we already had another idea instead. Now, why was the drill wet? Because someone left it outside in the rain. Um, who would that someone be? Well, I'm going to point so you don't know on the podcast. I'm pointing at Dad. <laughs> but who who was doing stuff with the drill in the first place? Um, me. So why would it be me who had to bring it in? Because that's what you always did. Uh-huh. And okay. we had it outside because we put it down, but then it rained and we didn't put it inside before it rained, so... Yeah. No. So the drill was soaking wet. So you yes. you decided to work on the robot instead of the drill. Yes. And then we decided it was too complicated. And to... Well, actually, we decided to work on the robot after we tried to use the drill, which was uh, leaking water. Okay. A so few the, days later. So the robot didn't work. So what was the next idea? Well, the next idea, which was actually the idea before we actually did the robot, because we were just doing the robot for fun because we already had an idea, was remote control drill. Okay. Because earlier we tried a remote control car as the motor. Oh, you skipped that part. So that was yes. basically just attaching a remote control car to the plasma car mm -hmm. to try to make the remote control car push... The plasma car. Yes. But the remote control car wasn't strong enough. Yes. Okay. Ow. So. It actually did move the plasma car a little bit, as long as no one was riding on yes. the plasma car. So, then, we just kept it inside as a toy. Then the I plasma had, car? No. The remote the control drill. car. The remote control car. So, then... I have my genius idea. Remote control drill. Okay. And this is this is so that you could control the drill without having to reach down underneath the plasma car where you were planning on mounting it. Yes. Okay. And? So we bought a wiring kit. Okay. Then we lost the wiring kit for like a week. Mm-hmm. Then it turned out it was right next to my desk. Of course. To be safe. Yeah. 
We probably could have looked at a previous video clip for that. Maybe we had a video of it when it arrived. But anyway. So we opened up the car and we opened up the drill. With the screwdrivers we just went to the score. score store to buy. Because mm. of course we couldn't find our existing screwdrivers because yes. they always get lost. And this is spoilers for a future video on my channel by the way. Uh, which is alexemzela.com, yes. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot C-O-M. Yes. You will probably forget about this by the time that video is published. Because it'll be years. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Anyway. Well, there are so far two videos. There's going to be a third. Um, well, it depends on what future Alex thinks. But that does not matter. Mm-hmm. We were able to attach the remote control from the car to the drill. Unfortunately, the drill isn't working on high power because we weren't able to use its battery because of something. <laughs> why, why couldn't we use its battery? We, we, well, so here's the we thing. We should try that. We, we could try. So he, here's what Alex did. And this was completely his idea. I was poo-pooing it, saying that this wasn't gonna, yeah. this wasn't gonna work. There would be some sort of problem. Yes, but you did the actual work itself. Well, I did everything under your instructions. Yes. Yeah. So I did not come up with this. I did, the only thing I did was some of the, like, I stripped a couple wires and stuff like that. But And attached them. And attached them. But I cut them. True. So, basically, so what Alex's idea was, was take the remote control mechanism from the remote control car and rewire it into the drill so that when you push the buttons on the remote control for the car... Instead, the drill would turn. Yes. And so, essentially on his own, with the exception of me, like, attaching a couple wires that he told me to, um, he completely disassembled the remote control car. He completely... You did a few some of the screws. I, I did maybe one or two screws. Uh, <laughs> he disassembled the car. He disassembled the drill, which, to be frank, like... Mom probably wouldn't be thrilled with that, uh, except for, I, I don't even know if she's seen it yet. Did we show mom? We no, showed, we didn't. Mom she was is, asleep. She was asleep, so we didn't show her. Um, ma anyway, um, yeah, like, we have a couple extra drills, and we can always buy a new drill. So, like, I'm all like, okay, fine, let's experiment, let's figure it out, um, so and we have stronger drills anyway. And and well, and, and this was a battery powered drill. Yes. Um, which probably is good as opposed to like doing a, a you know a, a, the a, a, an AC powered <laughs> drill. Uh, there there might have been more complexity. I don't know. I know uh, we've got at least one uh, electrical engineer, Bruce, who was on our show last week, who probably would know all this stuff backwards and forwards. This is not my area. So, but I was worried, like, that, okay, first of all, if we tried to drive the drill using the drill's battery through the remote control mechanism, that it would be higher powered 
than the remote control mechanism was designed for, and it would blow out that circuit board. I was worried about that, but just the way that the mechanism was constructed, like made it hard to isolate that part anyway. So you ended up just slicing the leads to the motor uh, directly, like, and so detaching the drill's battery, detaching the the trigger mechanism on the drill. Uh, so it was just the, the motor on the drill with two wires coming out of it. And then you found the two wires coming out of the control board for the remote control car that went into the motor for the wheels of the remote control car. And basically, you just rewired it so that it went to the drill motor instead. And what that did mean, though, that it that instead of the more powerful drill battery... Um, we were only operating the drill off four double a batteries. Um, but you know, you wired it all up. And and of course, all of this is sort of hodgepodge together. And and, you know, the, the, the body of the car is still attached. The, the, maybe we could use the hot knife to detach the body. We maybe because there's no way to detach it normally without cutting. So we should test if the hot knife works by you holding it. We we could al- we could also rewire it to a different battery holder because part of the reason why oh we gosh. have that the 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 main purpose the car body is doing now is holding the batteries. Yeah, but but anyway, get rid of that. anyway, the point is <laughs> the point we could is add a second set of batteries that Alex hooked this all up and it worked. Nothing blew up, nothing whatever. <gasps> now, the drill doesn't go quite as fast as it does with its own battery, but it... It, 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 it doesn't it, go anywhere it, near as fast. But, the drill used to go... <laughs> but it went fast enough for, to be a wheel. And, 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 and just to be clear, this drill... Uh, Alex took the drill bit and glued on to the end of the drill bit um, what is... What was it? A grinding wheel? Yes. Yeah, we, we bought like a grinding wheel at the hardware store at Lowe's. Lowe's. It, yeah, at Lowe's. Um, and and uh, instead of attaching it any sort of normal way, Alex glued it on with a big puddle of glue. And I was also like, that won't work. But it worked, you know, and uh, the, the grinding wheel has like duct tape around the edge so that it basically functions as a big wheel. Uh, so that when you turn the drill, this big wheel turns. Um, and so anyway, now it's hooked up to the remote control that was for the car. So you you can push the, you know, the car had a forwards and a reverse. And when you put it in forwards, the drill goes one way and the wheel goes one way. If you put it in reverse, the wheel goes the other way. Uh, so it all, it all works. Now, now I yeah. still am sort of dumbfounded by how this is going to get attached to the plasma car. Well, I have figured it out. And, and I don't think it's going to be strong enough to... No, 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 Shut up. <laughs> I have figured out how we will attach it. Okay. So we turn the plasma car upside down, okay? Yeah. Okay? Uh, yeah. Okay? Yes, yes. Okay. And we've already started cutting a hole in the bottom of the plasma car. Yes. We haven't finished quite yet. That might be a problem. That we cut the hole? Yes. Oops. Actually, no. Actually, I think I'll need it. I'll use it. Maybe. Yes. I will need it. Yes. I will. I will. Anyway, 
We detach the batteries from the car. Then, also we're going to include this clip in the, well, just this clip of the plan in the car video. Okay. So, we need to be sure to mention that if you don't forget. Uh, uh-huh. Because I won't mention it. You will. Uh, all right. Okay, continue with the plan. Um, And then, we'll glue the batteries and stuff to the car. And then, we'll use one of those med- metal grip thingies to... You know what I'm talking about, I have right? no idea what you're talking about. You know, those metal things. Metal things. Yes. There are lots of metal things in this world. I'm showing Dad. Well, we're we're on a podcast. Yes, they can I know. only they can I'm, only hear you. I'm showing Dad. Uh-huh. So maybe he'll know what they are. Like those. He bent a piece of plastic. So there's into something down here and it goes here. A staple? No, not a staple. <laughs> <laughs> no, staples look like this. Um, some, just something to hold something else down. I'll draw you a picture. Like a metal strap thing? Draw you a picture. No, no, just, just continue. It's something to, hold, something to hold things together. Yes. Okay, good enough. Keep on with the story. We gotta finish up. Where was I? Where was I? You're, you're going to strap the thing down. Wait. Oops. Okay, Alex basically drew a bracket. A bracket, yes. It, it, it's ba- basically it's a, a, a metal piece with sort of a circular bump in it and two screws on the side so you can That's what I described to you. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, he drew, he drew a bracket thing. Um, so... So you're going to use one of these to attach the drill, the drill to, to the, the car, yes, to the bottom of the mm-hmm. car. Okay, and then what? Well, then we test it, and if it works, we go to the store and buy a bunch of those big jugs of water. And if it doesn't work, we'll be like, "Wait, what? What do the jugs of water have to do with anything?" Because I want to drive the car through a wall of the big jugs of water. Remember, I was riding the plasma car down the driveway through the big jugs of water. Uh, okay. I was going to do that with the finish. So if it worked, you would do more. that. Yeah. Yes. With more bottles. Um, and yeah. So that's the plan. It, and if it doesn't work, we're just like, okay, we give up for a while. Try again. Someday. Um. Yeah. Maybe we'll use better materials. Like things actually built to do this. <laughs> or yeah. not. Probably not. Okay. So, that that's the car project. And the cool thing that was mentioned here 
was the rewiring of the remote control car into the drill so that now the drill is remote controlled. Yes. Well, the drill motor is remote controlled because the drill motor has been removed from the actual drill, which is now completely disassembled and will no longer be a functional drill ever again because the parts are scattered throughout the garage and there's no way we would ever... Well, and and Alex just sliced all the wires to get it out, so... <laughs> well, I only had to slice two wires. Yeah, well, in, in, in any case, the drill is functionally destroyed. But, you know, we've got other drills and we can always replace it if we need to. Did I say that? Or, anyway... Yes, you did. Or if this I must be what the sea pigs are smelling. What? Okay, anyway, enough. It was really cool. I was impressed by Alex. Also, I'm glad we weren't using a device that had, like, some sort of capacitors or something in it that would, like, cause an electrical shock long after they were unplugged and uh, and no one was electrocuted or anything either, which is good. So we'll we'll try to avoid that. Like, as you were experimenting with playing with disassembling and reassembling, Devices that elect, use electricity. We do need to be careful about that. No doing things that will electrocute you. Only do things that electrocute you. Wait, wait, no. No, that, 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 that's not how we want to do it. You would electrocute yourself anyway. And I fully admit to when I was your age, experimenting with things that could have given me serious electrical shocks, and I tried to be careful, but... Wasn't as careful as I should have yeah, been you're always. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah. You don't, like, cook pens. Yeah, I, I did that once. Them I was I was in my 20s when I did that one. You don't do that anymore? Yeah. But you do. Agree that sticking your finger in the fan out. So you decided to tell me to put on novel three. So that I could put the, my finger in the fan yeah. and get it all well, bloody. Well, you didn't choose to make me run away. I was like, run away before it explodes. Anyway, anyway, en enough of the car, enough of Daddy being stupid. We've talked about Daddy being stupid before. It's time for Let's Mike. Okay. Mike. Moo. What is Let's Mike about? Well, we'll get to that once we're actually in the Let's Mike segment. Which is now. Do, do, do! Let's Mike! Do, do, do. Let's Mike! I have to read do, do, do every single time! Oh. <laughs> do, do, do. This is the break. This is the break. I'm sure you're hearing a very exciting break. On top of this... Because Daddy is not cutting it and putting the break in between. This is happening during the break. Do do do. Now say let's Mike. Let's Mike. By the way, I wasn't adding breaks between the different topics in your section. This was all just a fun stuff segment. Wait, altogether. wait, 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 wait. No, no. I had one serious stuff segment and one fun stuff segment. That's not fair. It's not fair? <laughs> oh. My section gets breaks in between the segments. All of them but, about me but and we Halloween. Did, but we didn't have... When we finished the Halloween and we started the Alex's car, we just... 
segued from one to the other. We didn't say, let's take a break. Well, you're going to insert a break there, too. I am? About Halloween and me. How How is there going to be a break about Halloween? And me. Well, well, when you, well we're going to record that break at the end of this, and you're going to put it over there. But the one that we just had is not going to be because that was the break. Because you recorded a break live. No. The break is going to be like the Alex Mzo promo on top of that. But you, in the thing, you said, but dad's not going to edit it out. No, dad's not going to cut this. Dad's going to put the break on top of this audio. So both are playing at, at the, the same, same time. No, 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 no. Yes, you will. I, no, 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 no. And let, let's continue. What's let's mic? It's a let's all of my channel in a few years. <laughs> so you're going to promote it now? Yes. And so this series, Let's Mic, is about what? Mike. Microphones. No, Mike. My friend Mike, who I grew up with in no. North Carolina when I was a little kid? No, Mike. Um, Michael Jordan, the basketball player? No, you know who Mike is. Mike, our blue-tongued skink. Yeah. Yeah. And and so this... So you're promoting a series that you're going to record... I already recorded the first episode you, with you. Okay. You decided to record it. But it's something that's going to appear on your YouTube channel in, what, like, five to ten years? Well, okay, so, assuming, well, okay, let's assume I get 600 videos done per year. That would be two years, three years, between, like, three and a half years. You think three and a half years until you publish the video you just recorded, and you think they're going to end up being more in the series? And they're just saying things about Mike? Showing things about Mike? Who's our elderly blue-tongued skink? Okay. Even elderlier than Miley. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's hard to, it's really hard to tell. I mean, well, he is definitely older than Miley, but the different species have different normal lifespans. Yeah. Yeah. Miley has the lifespan of a human, and she's currently 16 years old. Uh, Miley is a dog. Yes. And so she probably has the lifespan of a dog. Yeah, but she's 16 years old and has a lifespan of a human. Okay. I don't understand what any of this means. So anything else to say about Let's Mike? Well, just give some information about Mike. You want me to preemptively give some of the information that will be in Let's Mike yes. in many years? Yes. As a preview? Yes. Mike is a blue-tongued skink. You already said that. The species is native to Australia. We bought Mike in, I, th I think, 2003-ish. Maybe it was 2004 when we lived in Florida. Um, he was probably about a year old at the time. Um, and although I guess you can't know for sure, 
like most animals, unlike trees, you can't cut them in half and count the rings to find out how old they are. <laughs> like, you should be able to do that. <laughs> I guess even with oh, trees, no. it kind of hurts the tree, though. Oh, no. We'll only do it after they die. Oh, no. Jet ski has died. Well, I didn't. I forgot when he was born, so I'm just going to chop him open to see how many years old he is. Yeah, that does not work with animals. And and even with things like trees, it, it hurts them. So you, it's not a good way to find out the age of a living thing. Let's just put it that way. It's a good way to find out the age of a dead thing. Sometimes. Anyway. What do you mean sometimes? Anyway... Mike has been with us a long time. Mike lives in a tank in our living room. He's got a heat lamp that is on a timer to be on 12 hours a day. Uh, he's got a but we a, use a, a separate wait, heating wait, wait, element wait, wait, that's wait, wait, on 24 hours a day. But wait, wait, yeah? wait, wait, wait. The heat lamp. Yes. When we tell Alexa to turn on the living room lights and turn it off, that messes up its... 12-hour time. Yes, it does. He gets extra a little bit less. Does it uh, ever actually turn back on once you tell Alexa to turn off? Yes. The way, yes. It, the way it works is at a, in, in the morning, it always turns on. In the evening, it always turns off. Okay. So if back on again, after it is turned off for the night, it will just stay on all night and all day until it turns off again the next evening, unless okay. you turn it off manually. Okay. So he could get a lot of extra light that day okay. if that happens. Uh, if you turn it off, it'll stay off overnight and turn on the next morning. Okay. But partly, this is why Mike also has a heating element that is not on the timer that's on all the time. What is that heating element? fire no no fire it's a little ceramic thing it plug it plugs in just like a light bulb but it it just provides heat not light yeah because skype skinks skypes skinks like skypes yes because skypes skinks like skypes like mike yes skinks like mike are cold-blooded uh which means they need to have a certain degree of warmth and so our our house is probably a okay temperature for Mike, but a little cool. Like we keep our house at about seventy degrees. Uh, Mike probably yeah, likes. Then you always think that's freezing cold in here. Yeah. Um, or boiling hot. Mike, Mike probably prefers seventy five to eighty. Um, so his his so he has a little heating element in his little whatever it is that has litter. It has. It also has like a little wood wooden. We already had litter. Why didn't you tell me? Different kind of litter. Ah. Um, any anyway, it has it has a little log a thing that he can go life. inside. So like he can sit on top of it and bask in his light if he wants, or he can go underneath into the shade to his litter. Uh, it's got a little water dish. You know, it's it's uh. Well, his litter isn't that deep. N- no, but he can He does burrow underneath it. He buries himself sometimes. He does. Yeah. Since when? Since we've had him. So since before you were born, he's buried himself in the litter sometimes. What is his favorite food? Dog food. 
Well, actually, I think he likes fresh fruit even better than the dog food. What is Soft his favorite drink? Food. Water. That's all he drinks. Should we give him Gatorade and see what happens? No, let's not. No Gatorade, no soda, nothing like that. We're not doing that. Apple juice? No. Watermelon juice? No. Except if we're giving him watermelon, then he yeah, can we'll drink just, we'll the juice. Give him dried watermelons, and we dry them by squeezing out all the watermelon juice into his water bowl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You agree with me? A- anything else to say about Mike? No. Okay, then I think... Oh, I, you know, I know this was going to be the end of your segment. I have one more question for you. What? Tomorrow morning is your first day of in-person oh. school in, like, more than a year and a half. What do you think about that? What does, what does that, that, those don't sound like, those don't sound like happy noises. Okay. Okay. I'm moving on from the topic. Okay. With that, that's the end of the show. Uh, so, so Alex, do you want to do all the stuff at the end of the show where we tell people to go to the website and how to contact us and all that kind of stuff? Or should I do it? Go to alexamzilla.com. Ignore everything daddy's about to say. Oh, um, okay, fine. Go to alexemzilla.com. That's A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A.com. No, don't say that, because I just told them to ignore everything you say. Oh. So don't say that. Well, you should spell alexemzilla.com. I did it already. They already know from earlier. So, in addition to Alex's website, uh, you can go to curmudgeons-corner.com. There you will find out how to contact us, an archive of the show, uh, how to get to our Patreon to donate, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, If you do donate to Patreon at various levels, you'll get a mug, us mentioning you on the show. I should put those in order. Us mentioning you on the show, us ringing a bell, a mug, a whatever. And at $2 a month or more, or if you just talk to us a lot and are nice to us, we will invite you to Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, where throughout the week, uh, Yvonne, uh, who's not here today, but Yvonne and myself and a bunch of our listeners, and sometimes even Alex, are there talking about uh, the news of the day, sharing links, uh, doing whatever we do. Uh, It's a lot of fun. You should join us. And um, yeah. I'm I'm not going to talk about all the things we talked about on the Slack. Um, so that's a show. And again, uh, next week, I expect Yvonne will be back with us and we'll have a more normal show. But uh, it's nice to have these breaks a little. Wa- it's nice to have these different things every once in a while. So thanks, everybody, if you've made it this far. Uh, we appreciate your listenership. Have a great week. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Are you going to say goodbye, Yvonne? You're, wait, you're not Yvonne. How'd you get here? You're not Yvonne. Are, are you going to say goodbye, Alex? Goodbye. For real. Even though I'm doing a motion, you've already seen it if you've watched my videos. Well, specifically my old videos. Because they appear more often in my old videos. 
but not my old, old videos. My half-old videos, like around the 50s, or maybe only the 40s. With that, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>